What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The world is getting crazier, the world is getting nuttier, but again, the truth shall always set you free. This is Tim, this is going to find on lawn, the mad ramblings of a Gen Xer. Oh, I want to talk about Bidenomics, I want to talk about racism, I want to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Old Joe, and I do mean old Joe, was in Philadelphia... For Labor Day, and uh, he he want he he wanted to extol the virtues and talk about Bidenomics. As I said a thousand times, there is no quit in America. None. All I hear from my friends on the other side that we what it says what is wrong with America? They keep telling us America is failing. They're wrong. I've got news for them. America has the strongest economy right now today, lowest inflation rate among any major, major economy. Thirteen point five million new jobs. America isn't failing. America is winning, and the rest of the world knows it. That's why our friends, our allies, are looking at us. This man is so delusional. I mean, I mean, he he has he has this mentality. Remain calm. All is well. Uh, he he. I mean, he's not even Nero. I mean, he's he he doesn't even know how to play the fiddle. He probably doesn't even know how to spell fiddle. They talk about the lowest inflation rate among any major. Economy. That's great. And they always talk about how inflation is going down. Inflation's not going down. The rate of inflation is slowing down, which means things are still at all time high prices. Go try to buy eggs. Go try to buy milk. Go try to buy meat. Go try to buy any type of protein. And then you look at the gas pump again. Gas here is, is almost at $3.98 a gallon for regular. And then you take a look at the energy prices. Because we have an attack on fossil fuels. Uh, I've already got a letter from our natural gas company that rates are pretty much going to double this winter. The electric We were dealing with the electric company, of course, earlier in the summer or before the summer where the electrical rates, the kilowatt rate per hour doubled as well. And then, you know, what's interesting, I got a bill yesterday in the mail and it was for my auto insurance. Now, I have, I, knock on wood, I have not had an accident in ever, actually. Don't have any tickets. My family, anyone that's on our policy has not had, well, the only person that's on the policy is my wife. My kids are too young to drive. But my wife is on the policy. She has not had any tickets. She's not had any accidents. And then to my surprise, my insurance went up $80 a month. Now, normally when you have such stellar driving records that we do, and no accidents over a period of time, your insurance goes down. So I figured this had to be a mistake. This had, I mean, this had to be a, this had to be a mistake. I, I was paying, and I looked at it. And I'm like, this this bill is 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 
has gone up 75%. So I called the insurance company because that's what a concerned citizen does when something when they get a bill in the mail that is so outrageous you're like well how did this go up <clears throat> we've haven't had any accidents we don't have any towing we don't we don't we don't have any tickets well insurance in Pennsylvania has gone up and it's gone up all over the country because of the fact that the cost to repair automobiles because of the cost of parts and labor and everything else has skyrocketed over the last two and a half years so what they're basically what they told me is your yes your premium you are a wonderful drivers you don't have any accidents you don't have any of these things but you are going to pay the penalty because the parts that are used to repair other people's cars has gone up exponentially because of inflation. So now my insurance is close to doubled a month, and I'm sitting there as a as a conscientious driver. I, I use their 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 plan. I forget what it's called. Uh, I'm not going to get an insurance code, but they have this thing where you have this this thing in your car and it shows you how well you drive. We use that, but still somehow my insurance has gone up. And like I said, it's because of the fact that it's to do with the parts and labor and the fact that I'm paying for other people who have accidents. But don't worry. Don't worry, everything, everything, everything's fine. Remain calm. All is well. And that and that's the way he sees this. He attacks the farmers, he attacks the fossil fuel industry. He goes after these regulations that just make things harder for for companies to do business in this country. He see, he, he goes against he goes with this green agenda which his own energy secretary will tell you, we don't have the electrical capacity to sit there and power all these electrical vehicles and all these wonderful electrical ideas that they have because the renewable energy such as wind and solar are not at the pace where they need to be, where they can be totally reliant upon. That the electrical grid is going to have to still be powered by fossil fuels. You have comp- you have you have you have California. California all in their green initiatives and everything else that they do. Speak about all this green. We're going green. We're doing green. But Gavin Newsom fails to tell you that a large portion of the energy for California is fossil fuels and exported from outside of California. There's something very wrong here. You go after the small businesses. You go after the manufacturers. You you, you have the, he's even come out and crazy Joe's even come out and said, well, the Inflation Reduction Act really shouldn't have been called that. Uh, we, we're probably wrong to mislabel that because it's really not doing anything to take down inflation. I mean, where and where? So where does he see that the average? I went to the supermarket two days ago, and uh, a normal trip to the supermarket for our family costs over you know a year, two years ago, we'll say a normal weekly grocery shopping. Uh, and you know, and I, I'm not frugal with the grocery shopping, but you know, and I do the grocery shopping. <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm a Renaissance man. Um, so for a family of four, I, I could do the groceries about two years ago for like 120 bucks, 140 bucks. And that includes meat and that included milk and eggs and that included stuff for lunches for school and all that. And, and I've slowly noticed that if you take a look, I mean, our, and I went back and I looked at our bills because I save all the receipts for, for shopping. And I started, to, I started to see a trend. That 140 started to go up to 160 
and then it was at 180. Now these are buying similar items. And then yesterday I paid $210 for groceries. How is that a strengthening economy? So my electric's gone up, my gas has gone up, you know, my natural gas has gone up, my gas in my vehicle has gone up, my food has gone up. Anything that would consider a luxury item has 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 gone up. But this guy thinks that we are we are, we are all okay. Everything everything everything. Remain calm. All is well. And then you take a look that credit card and car loan defaults have hit a ten year high. Oh, we're not going to get into even trying to buy a house. But the lower and middle class income earners have evidently been have been very hurt by this. And I've I've noticed that interest rates for cars are crazy. That interest I I I was I'm not I'm not gonna I own my vehicles and I have a lease on another vehicle so I'm I'm not gonna sit there and buy and I'm not gonna buy anything for the next like three four years anyways. But I've noticed that some of these interest rates on vehicles are over seven eight and even up to like fourteen percent. I get mad when they when I can't get zero. I I used to get mad when I couldn't get zero percent. But imagine these interest rates. And of course, these interest rates are going up because you have the Federal Reserve raising rates. So now we're at a 10-year high on a default of credit cards and auto and cars. The average interest rate right now on a credit card, according to bankrate.com, is 20.6. There are more than 70 million credit card, more credit cards open now. Then before the, the excuse me before the pandemic in 2019, do we do we not see that people are using credit cards? And I, I believe it was something like 60 percent of the nation now has come out and said that they live paycheck to paycheck. And it, it it's crazy that you take a look at this and you see the pain that this that I still say we're you know two negative quarters. In reference to GDP growth, was always considered a recession. We've had more than that, so we're in a recession. And I don't, I don't want to hear about this soft landing of the recession anymore. That all these financial experts have been saying we we've been, we're hit pretty hard right now with this. If you if you take a look at what's going on, and, and it, it just it just makes you laugh a little bit because the Federal Reserve just keeps raising interest rates because they want to slow down they want to slow down the economy they want to wreck the jobs market. So we could lower inflation. But f- inflation is going up faster than wages, real wages. And prices are going up faster than people can make, uh, people can purchase things. There, there, there is a crushingness to this. And, and to take a look at the fact that the delinquency rate has gone up exponentially. And also, we're talking about credit cards, not just like Visa and MasterCard, American Express and Discover. We're talking about Macy's and Kohl's and Nordstrom's. And Macy's came out the other day and acknowledged that the delinquency rate on their credit cards is rising faster than they planned. And this was back in, a, this was back in August on an earnings call. So the global data is showing everything right now is in the toilet. But according to Crazy Joe, we don't we don't need to worry about anything because everything's okay, everything's fine. Where does where is he where is he looking at this? Where is he seeing this? 
Where do, where do we have indications that the that the economy is so robust that we can sit there and say everything's fine? I don't see it. The average American doesn't see it. Joe Biden also evidently has taken probably pretty much the most vacation of any president. He he has been in the office and he has taken 40% of his time is has been on 40 percent of his time in office has been on vacation. And I love it because he's got this great he's got this great thing. He says he wasn't on vacation while visiting home in Rehoboth, Rehoboth Beach in Delaware. And he says, I can't go home. I can't go home. I can't go. I actually said I can't go home home. <laughs> I don't know what that meant, but that's OK. Now, he was reported by repro- uh, reporters back in uh, not too long ago and asked about this. And he says, you know, I was I'm not on vacation. I, I, I got no place to go. I can't go home. These aren't vac- these aren't vacations. These these are me. Just doing things. Then he says, no, I am not homeless. I have one home. I have a beautiful home. I'm down here for the day because I can't go home home. That doesn't answer the question why you're always on vacation. Why you always feel the need to take a rest. So you have so many, you have so many fires out there. So many things that are, that are, that are so, that are so prevalent and pressing to the American people that you decide, you know what I need, you know what I need to do? I need to go back on vacation. Why? How about you do your job? How about you do what you were elected to do, which is to run this country and run it in a way where you are not going after the average American. And uh, of course, because you know why the rich need to uh, you, the rich need to pay their fair share. I keep saying this so many times. You can you could tax the rich so much until you reach a point where you can't tax them anymore. And they just decide to leave the country or move their corporate profits overseas. And you can't keep blaming the rich on your poor policies and, and these wonderful rescue acts that you passed, which caught which over and heated the economy and caused this inflation. But you, you go, Joe, you go take a vacation because you're tired. I kind of laughed because Mexico placed a piece of the Berlin Wall near the U.S. border and said, may this be a lesson to you. Now, it, now that where they placed this, this is near Tijuana. And it's basically it's trying to send a message to border sec- security advocates in the U.S., May this be a lesson to, a lesson to build a society that knocks down walls and build bridges. Well, you know what? Stop sending your people over here. Stop allowing your country to be a turnstile to come into the United States. And I find it funny now that you have a lot of these illegal immigrants who are now trying to get out of the United States as more are coming in. And then you put it in Tijuana? Where, where, where you have some of the biggest cartel activity? Where you have labor issues <laughs> and you're going to put it there and you're going to sit there and say, oh, listen, in July, the U.S. Custom Border and Services only reported 183,503 migrant encounters, which is re- reaching record paces every month. But you want to sit there and say you need to be vigilant and you have to make sure we're building bridges, not walls. I've said this a million times for people that um, don't believe in border security. 
Especially if you own a home. You own a home? Okay. It, you're getting ready to go to bed. What's the first thing that you do when you get ready to go to bed? If you own a home, if you own an apartment, if you rent or whatever, what, what's the first thing you do before you go to bed? Make sure your doors are locked. So all you people that are into not having border security, before you go to bed, leave your doors unlocked. Hell, before you go to work, leave your doors unlocked. It's the same thing. What does it matter? <laughs> what does it matter if people come into your house? You don't care. You don't believe in security. Oh, no, 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 no. But you believe in security when it affects you. That's what you believe in security. There is a diversity teacher <laughs> who said he wanted to burn down, uh, burn things down for equality agenda, equity agenda. And this is after the uh, the staff trashed his DEI class. Now this, this is someone in Colorado. And what he says, I just want them to understand some terrible things white people did. Oh, because you know what? White people, white people only do bad things. We know this. White people only do bad things. Now, he said in private emails he was struggling with the urge not to burn things down, which didn't represent equality according to records which were obtained by Fox. Now, this diversity teacher is in Jefferson County Public Schools, again, over in Colorado. And he wants his 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 curriculum. And now he was involved in crafting the curriculum for other teachers to present to their classes. Okay. Now he wanted the curriculum to focus on solely what things that were done bad by white people. And he says, I have a quick presentation for eighth grade in the next couple of weeks. I want them to work on some of their uh, communication skills and understand some terrible things white people did. He said, and this was an email dated back uh, January 2022. His emails, which were obtained by uh, a public records request. I love public records requests because, you know, you, you find out so much stuff. And it showed the staff was not completely on board with his equity class and were basically talking trash about him. Then he went off. When he found this out, he went off and blasted the staff saying, it's an equality lens. I am learning a lot. I don't think anyone else on this team has the equity lens. So it's a challenging to impact changes where they don't see a need. I'm also trying to learn how to respond to emotional outbursts from adults. It is difficult. I don't like it. Then fucking quit. Boo fucking who? For my favorite Rod Tidwell. You don't like it. You know what? Equity. You want to have equity classes. That's fine. You want to have misrepresentation that, uh, you know, white, only white people do evil. That's fine. If you want to have that in your mindset, but this is the public school system. You are hired by this county. You are taking county funds and school funds because you are upset that people don't want to sit there and just have you have a curriculum, a curriculum that sits there and trashes only white people. And then I love it because a federal ruling came out. Now, this ruling was interesting because it was against both Christians and Muslim parents. And, and basically what happened is, and like I said, this they want to make certain things in schools mandatory. So a federal judge recently denied a request by parents of students, and I love it, in D.C., and it's the suburbs of Montgomery County, which is in Maryland, to be able to remove their children from classes from books containing LBGQ 14 to 7 to the 19th power characters, which are read aloud. 
Now, Christian and Muslim parents have sued the school system, claiming the books force religious parents to either abandon their beliefs and their faith, or they have basically just have to leave the public school system. <laughs> what happened to First Amendment? What happened, what happened to parents' rights? Now, this judge in, in her in her order or or her ruling, it took her 60 pages to try to explain her case. Now, she claimed that parents failed to demonstrate how no opt-out policy would result in indoctrination of the children or otherwise coerce their children to violate or change their religious beliefs. Uh, okay, I, I let, me, let me let me let me spell this out for it. Okay, you believe in something religious-wise, and you're a Christian and a Muslim, and someone's trying to teach you something that goes solely against your religion. There you go. That would be in with or without an opt-out. She ruled the parents remain free to pursue their sacred obligation to instruct their parents and their, uh, their children in their faith, even if their children are exposed to religious offensive ideas. Make the parents' efforts less likely to succeed. That doesn't amount. Wait, I love this though. Even if their children's exposure to religious offensive ideas make their parents' efforts less likely to succeed, that does not amount to a government-imposed burden on their religious exercise. You just said it did. You truly just said it did. Because last time I checked, children are in school five days a week, nine months out of the year. A lot of times during those nine months, they're in school more than they're at home. And you're trying to force this LBGQ 14, 17, 19 power agenda on these kids without allowing parents who have religious obligations or religious objections the ability to opt out. And like I said, now I just find it interesting. It's not only, it's not only for Muslims. I mean, Christians, it's also for Muslims. Now, this is the wonderful city of DC, this wonderfully run Dem city, who are who is now also decided to start enforcing a curfew to to deter youth crime. Now, this was after a kid was stabbed at a McDonald's over a sauce packet. Now, this this is this curfew has been this is curfew this is a curfew pilot program which began on Friday last week. And that's the same day a judge denied the bond of a 16-year-old accused of fatally stabbing another teen in DC. Which the authorities say it was over a dispute of sweet and sour sauce. Now I'm gonna tell you, sweet and sour sauce is good, but it's not it's not enough to stab it's not good enough to stab someone. Now, a second judge also refused to grant bond for the 16-year-old girl who's facing second degree murder. And like I said, this 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 was over a dipping sauce. So at this point in time, they have the curfew now, which is going to go into effect, prohibits minors under 17 from being in any public places or on the premise of any establishment through th Sunday through Thursday from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. And Sunday from 12.01 a.m. to 6 a.m. Now, the enforcement was going to begin on September 1st. And basically, it involves officers bringing minors found uh, for violent curfew to a youth rehabilitation center until they can be reconnected with their parents. Well, don't we need some safe spaces? Don't these kids just need safe spaces? But you no, know, it's okay. You you're you should be able to just go out and stab somebody over a sauce packet. 
Now, once again, the the largest segment of this community in DC is African American, but we don't want we don't want to talk about that because that would be that would be racist. That we want to point certain we want to point certain things out. Oh, this world is getting stranger and stranger. But you know what? We've said it once. We've said it before. We've said it many times. The truth. Tell all this free. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Mind. Mad Ramblings of the Galaxy. 